0: Stand with me, Sid, and stand with WABC as we honor those who protect and serve. ThinBlueLineUSA.com. Once again, use the code word SID. This is Sid
1: and Friends in the Morning. what you say? He's just a friend. Oh, you're my best friend. 77 WABC. Boy.
0: Cure love song on this happy Valentine's Day Wednesday morning. A lot going on today. Valentine's Day, Ash Wednesday for my Christian friends out there and all these uh, big political stories. Of course, once again, Tom Swazi beating Mozzie Pillip in that third congressional district, Long Island, Queens last night. The House impeaching Mallorcas that will never get through the Senate. And that ridiculous $95 billion Senate bill, which Chuck Schumer loves, you know it sucks, which gives $60 billion to Ukraine, no thank you, and only $14 billion to Israel. But we'll take a little departure from all of that. As I mentioned last segment, I've got a guest in studio. His name is Gabriel Boxer. And right off the bat, I like you because I think you know this, but I've only got one son. And he's so near and dear to me, my angel. And his name happens to be? Gabriel. There you go. There you go. Well, you're not my son, though. No, not that I know of. <laughs> yeah. The 80s were pretty wild for me, Gabe. You just don't know. Uh, Gabriel Boxer. Now, you know, I've been following you, Kosher Guru, for weeks. I had no idea this was you. It is I. So what does that come from, Kosher Guru, on Instagram?
1: So many years ago, I used to be in the food industry, started out working. I grew up in Queens, New York. Started out when I was 15 years old, working at a local deli on Main Street, Queens. And throughout my career in the food industry kept moving from deli to catering to building supermarkets and helping other brands and marketing. And when social media became a thing, yeah. you needed a, a name. So I wasn't a rabbi,
0: a guru for a $1.99. You get the website guru and there you go. Yeah. Do you realize the man that owns this station? Well, you're on right now, and all your friends from Judea and Samaria, from the, from the Hanukmans to Queens, all over the world, they're listening to you, is owned by a man named John Matides, Right. Who owns Gristidis. D'Agostino's. You know that business yes. pretty well. So you knew that already. Yes, I did. Okay. Been well, listening for years, and, uh, yes. Loves the Jews too. Sorry, right, so well, you are kosher guru? You grew up in Queens. And, uh, you almost look like a Hanukkah man. Like, I feel like I'm talking to Yehuda, one of his brothers. You're close to those guys, obviously. S- S-
1: Judah and I, before Judah moved to Israel, I'm from the five towns, you know, Farakaway area, you <laughs> know, for many years. Um, I've been in and out, uh, of Israel. My family and I were in Israel October 7th. We were there for weeks before for the holidays. We were there October 7th. Oh, you were there that day? That's Where home. were you that day? We were with my family in Jerusalem, Israel. Yeah. That happens to me, my middle daughter Dina's birthday, October 7th. Oh. The night before we spent a beautiful, you know, Friday, Sabbath night, and, the the holiday at the Western Wall. Came back to, uh, my laws apartment. Had an amazing Friday night. Went to bed thinking we're going to celebrate her birthday the next day. My youngest daughter starts waking me up at, at eight o'clock in the morning. Daddy, there's, there's missiles. Iron Dome. I'm like, what are you talking about? Hmm. Jerusalem, I'm thinking Iron Dome. Go back to bed. You're, you're, you're dreaming. I, it's my alarm clock. I don't even have an alarm clock. It's my alarm clock. All of a sudden, throughout our entire complex, security is running up and down, giving one to the bomb shelters. We had no idea the severity of
0: what was going on. Most people there didn't. In fact, I made my first ever pilgrimage to Israel just a couple of weeks ago. You know that. And I stayed in Jerusalem. Uh, By the way, just so you know, right now, Gabriel's wearing a really beautiful Israeli T-shirt. And both he and I are sporting these dog tags, which basically begs to get the hostages back. So I was there a couple of weeks ago for the first time. No issues in Jerusalem. While I was there, there were some sirens in Tel Aviv, believe it or not. But I did go down on the last day I was there, that Friday morning, to the uh, area by Gaza. So I was by the kibbutzim. That day, families were returning. So they did not allow me to go inside the kibbutzim. I was outside. I went to the Nova Music Festival. I actually went with a guy, my tour guide works for Zaka, and he was there October 7th collecting bodies down in Gaza. But uh, what I've been told is that you are the only civilian to actually be in Khan Yunis. and if I'm right, that's where the Hamas really bad guy is as we speak.
1: That's where they think he's hiding, and I was just there literally Sunday all day, um, just flew back to uh, the U.S., arrived late last night, and first thing in the morning, I'm here to talk about it with you. Well, how did you get in there? Because they're very, very strict on who can go into Gaza, even close to Gaza. Very strict. So once October 7th happened... Um during COVID, I started an organization called Kosher Response, and I just can't sit home and do nothing. We got out right away. We were delivering literally thousands of meals a day to frontline heroes, workers, police, firefighters, sanitation workers, nurses, doctors, and hospitals, um, all over the New York area. Even we sent to Chicago, Florida. I, I, I need to help. I need to give back. I need to do in Hebrew It's called chesed, to do good. So October 7th, I was in Israel. I couldn't just sit and do nothing. Um, I am a board member of American Friends of Judea Samaria. Um And Yigal Dilmoni, the president, who's the previous CEO of the Yesha Council, when you were in um, with Judah Hanukkah with one Israel fund in those areas, that's all part of the Yesha yes. Council with the Judah Samaria yeah. and Aza, Gaza, back yeah. in the day when they had Gush yeah. Katif. And he was called up that day to a base. He was first stationed near Petah Tikva, um, close to Tel Aviv. And I said, guys, what do you need? What do you need? So right then and there, they needed battery packs for their phones so they could stay in touch with their families. They needed camelbacks. They needed um, winter gear. There was a whole list of just clothing items that overnight, over 300,000 reservists were called into reserve duty and were not prepared. So I literally... Went in my car, started driving all around, getting items from different mall stores, whatever was open. There was, like, nothing available, and bringing it to these various army bases. And throughout the time, what do you need? What do you need? You need vests? We'll get you vests. You need helmets? So we'll you get, you get you
0: helmets. So you mean army bases on the other side of Gaza by Khan Yunus in Gaza where they're actually fighting? So it started
1: after October 7th in Israel proper before they right, went down. Right. And then as we continued throughout the entire, you know, four months going on, these guys are now on the border and now in Gaza. So whatever they needed, they would send this list all the time. We would get them their items
0: and get it to them. I was actually in uh, Gush Etzion. I was in Kafar Etzion, that whole area, with yep. the one is your fun guys, Gabi Haro, Eve, all those fine people. And uh, it's also a lovely place. And people didn't even realize it. They're fighting there. Correct. I went to a barbecue one night with Hanikman and Aaron. 200 soldiers who were just fighting in Janine, correct? But people here don't know that. They think something bad happened in the south. Something bad may end up happening in the north. They have no idea. The whole country's on fire.
1: Correct, and we are surrounded by evil. That's what people don't understand. So down south, what, what, what all this happened and how I got into, communists
0: drones. Oh, save it, save that. He's going to tell us how he got into communism because I'm fascinated by this. He's going to tell us what he did while he was there and how he returned safely to Midtown Manhattan. That's my man Gabriel Boxer. We'll take a short break. Get back and hear all about his trip inside Gaza, where he saw actual fighting between the Israelis and Hamas. Gabe Boxer coming back right after this. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best.
1: The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report, call 1-800-862-6970,
0: and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. 77 WABC. This is Sit and Friends in the Morning. No, I get by with a little help from my friend. Gabriel Boxer is in studio. My dear friend Heshi Orgenbaum checks in. He says, ask Gabe about his father, the very famous columnist Tim Boxer. That's your father, I guess. Well, how
1: was your father? Father's great, thank God. Uh, my mother actually listens to you every day. My mother has... No idea that I was in Gaza. She's she's actually listening right now, listening to you every morning, talks about you all the time. No kidding. No kidding. Where do they live, Long Island? No, they actually live in Fresh Meadows, where I grew up, in Queens, New York. Oh, wow. How about that? So my mother's like, when I was in Israel, don't do anything bad. (laughs) No problem, (laughs) Mom. I'll be you know on the beaches of Tel Aviv. So she's actually finding out that I was in Gaza here right now for the first time.
0: I hate when that happens. But uh, if your your mother is listening, as you said, so your son's a hero. Anybody who goes there, you know, I, I say this. To people all the time since I've been back. Because so many people have said to me, Why would you go now? Like you talked about. It's easy to go when the sun is shining, go to the beaches in Tel Aviv on Netanyahu, Hyper. They want us there. Now people stopped me in the streets of Jerusalem and said, Thank you for coming.
1: They appreciate it. The tourism industry, which is what they really thrive on and, and supports a lot of the economy, has been devastated. Yeah. So many like like what you said, so many owners of stores said. Even if you don't buy anything, thank you for coming and thank you for walking in. Correct. Countless times. Except for the
0: Arab quarters. (laughs) They told me to go up myself, I swear to God. All right, so let's get to it. So you go you go into, you know, across Gaza. How do you get into con units? So I've been helping,
1: through American Friends of AFJS, get these tactical drones to these specialized units. Um, Yigal Delmoni gave two to his brigade, which is a special mobility paratrooper brigade called San his paratroopers in Hebrew, and they were literally from the top of Gaza going down, and one of his top commanders, like, we need more drones, and I've been joking with, the, with Yigal for like months, I'm like, Yigal, get me to Gaza, get me to Gaza, he's like, ah, you're crazy, get me to Gaza, then all of a sudden his top commander says, Yigal. We need more drones. You have no idea how much these are saving, not only Israeli soldiers, I'm explaining to you, lives, but also the civilians of Gaza, because as they open up these safe corridors for the residents to sort of go to a safe area, there are Hamas people hiding in areas to sabotage them, and they put up the drones to see the surrounding area of the corridor, and they spot them. And it saves not only Israeli soldiers' lives, but the citizens and civilians
0: that Hamas puts at harm there as well. Why? Because I know that you talk about Hamas. We know this using... Quote unquote innocent Palestinians, which I guess are innocent until the second grade, by the way. Uh, they start hating Jews early on, but, uh, using them as human shields. But you did say that while you were there, and you showed me a video of a house getting blown up, killing Hamas people, uh, but you did see actual fighting between the IDF and Hamas. We yes. You can see actual fighting. So
1: Yigal calls me last week and says, says, Gabriel, I got you. I'm like, you're kidding. No, the commander wants more drones. I explained to him and says, you have to show him how they're being used. The purpose of it for donations and for people to support them, each tactical drone at cost is $8,000. Um, there are $13,000 ones, but we're going for the $8,000 ones, which is what they want. So he says, be here Sunday, gives me a location. And I'm like, how should I dress? I'm like so nervous. I couldn't sleep two days before. I got no sleep
0: two days before. Do you have a gun? No. Nothing. No, I am not part of... You, you, so you, you basically dressed up as a soldier, but you were a sitting duck. No. No. Here's the thing. I had I had um
1: a, fla- a vest on, a helmet, and I say, how do I dress this? Because you're not a soldier. We're black and like jeans. So I'm like, okay, we're black and jeans. Then I get there that day, and Yigal says to me, because you're dressed like this, you have to stay next to me because you look like a terrorist you who's going to shoot you. Shoot I'm you. like, you yeah. told me to dress like this. <laughs> I asked you. You're the one who told <laughs> me to dress like this.
0: Not to scare the hell out of your mother, but you, you literally... Literally, the video you just showed me, which you cannot put on social media until later in the week, uh, you were just a couple of feet away from a massive explosion which killed Hamas inside some house. In which we using. were
1: stopped, and I'll tell you the whole story. So I meet him by this checkpoint. I get geared up. We get in his Hummer, um, and we're going then through the gate into Gaza, and all of a sudden he's on the radio, and they're talking Hebrew. My Hebrew, I went to Jewish school, my whole life, but I never paid much attention. So my Hebrew was a little... Yeah.
0: Okay. And I hear yeah, some stuff. He goes, kind of like me. Yes. So but he you're goes, better
1: than I am. So he goes, we're going to go to the school over here and, uh, meet some. i like, okay, why? So they took over the school, which in the school, they, there are brochures, pamphlets for a Hamas summer camp that they're giving out showing how to make and, and make and shoot missiles at Israelis. For little kids. Sec, sorry, it was six to 12, yeah. six
0: year olds to 12 year olds. I yes. mean, like, like I saw the picture yesterday of Sinwar who's hiding out with his family, his wife, his son, his daughter, inside one of these tunnels in Yunis, and he's holding a little boy, maybe five years old, dressed in the whole gear, holding a machine gun. I mean, the idea that these are innocent Palestinians, we know now for a fact you got to be careful when you say that. I mean, Correct. they are when they're little babies. When they come out of their mother's womb, they're innocent. But very early on in their lives, all they want to do
1: is kill us. They're being indoctrinated from school. I saw it firsthand. There were murals. Murals the world. Think about you going to wherever you went to high school wherever you go to elementary school, murals on the wall, Hamas fighters in full garb blowing up buses in Tel Aviv. And you can see, just like MTA outside buses, they were egged buses. You can see a Jewish driver, you see it painted on their walls
0: and other terrorist attacks, and that's who they're idolizing for these kids in school. So about three minutes ago, so you're standing outside, you're dressed in all black, you're surrounded by the guys in green, the heroic IDF soldiers, and they're about to blow this house up, I guess, to smithereens. So first of all,
1: let me backtrack, there was another incident that I didn't show you yet we go to the school and there's an artillery battalion and they're saying stand on the side and and watch your ears i'm like why all of a sudden literally 10 feet from us the artillery battalion is firing And just and you see the guy putting in the missiles firing like what's going on he goes literally a few meters away which is maybe let's say we're on this street maybe two streets down they were four confirmed terrorists and they blew up where they were and literally within two minutes they send um the soldiers in confirmed dead Wow. Otherwise, they were coming to attack. And you saw all that. Saw so all of it, experienced it. Then we met, we, we went on with our, um, our convoy and someone very interesting and, and hearing what he had to say, we met who was with the prime minister's, um, office and directorate of, I forget the exact uh, verbiage. But the son of Hamas was there, the Green Prince. Yeah, I've seen him on
0: Fox News a lot. He actually hates Hamas. He calls him terrorists, and his father is a big Hamas guy. So we went to another school and went down to one of the
1: tunnels. There was 25 meters deep tunnels right underneath and next to school being built. And he says, and they went, they were using kids to build the schools. Tunnels, who is innocent here? You're building these terror tunnels next to schools,
0: and they're using the kids... To do the work as well. Well, I know they are, but this is why I get so frustrated when people put the hammer down on Bibi. And I understand that they got caught with their pants down October the 7th. They did. There's no denying it. There's no defending it. By the way, America also got caught. America got caught, too. Uh, But if there's one guy, besides Donald Trump, if there's one guy I would want to clean up this mess and to win this war, for me, it's Bibi. And, you know, you got, you got parents of hostages in Tel Aviv that are protesting him every day. You've got uh, an American president calling him an epping bad guy. You've got Hillary Clinton saying he needs to go now. He's no good. He's going to get Israel destroyed. For me, as a proud Jew, he's the right guy in charge. And look what happened
1: on Super Bowl Sunday. Biden says don't go into Rafa. Netanyahu sends the, his super team into Rafah. Touchdown, save two uh, hostages. Right, right. So you're a BB guy, too. Yes, I am. All
0: right, so tell me this in the final 60 seconds, and please keep coming back. I've got a roster now of my Israeli-Jewish, we've got Alex Trayman, we've got Yehuda Hanikman. a bunch of folks. You're in now. for an appointment or Uh, newbridgehealth.org. Tell me how you feel moving forward and what you think Israel will accomplish before it's all said and done.
1: Real quick in 60 seconds, everything that I've done and with the help of so many donors and sponsors, knowing that these drones save lives and saw firsthand what the soldiers are doing, I am fully committed to knowing that we must win, we must eradicate Hamas and give the people of Gaza and the Palestinian areas a new beginning, a new education, because they're so indoctrinated. Do they want that? Whether they want it or not, I think there are so many generations indoctrinated that we have to wipe out Hamas, and the education has to start anew. So, But you're not asking for a two-state solution, are you? No. There's okay. one state. There's only Israel. That's right. They have their states. Go back in history. Read history. They have Jordan. They have Lebanon, Syria, Egypt. You want to go back to the PILA where, where, uh, with um, Arafat? Where is Arafat from? Egypt.
0: He wasn't even born in Israel. Yeah, I know. I saw his, uh, compound, though, and I saw the old, the old parliament, because I was in the old city with my wife and my kids. It was a great tour. Actually, Dove Hikens, guy Daniel, took me on that tour, and I saw that whole area, which right now, they're starting to buy more and more land and give it back to the Israelis. With, yes, because you went with Hikens, so you saw the Eterkohanim, you saw
1: everything going on over there. So we, I'm like
0: a real big deal. You You are a big
1: deal over there. (laughs) Next time we're going to go together, but you have to share the facts. That's one thing. There's so much, um, false, things being said out there so much fake news if you want to call it we must share the facts and history cannot be misinterpreted history is there as long as you learn the history and you learn the facts it's very simple, Sid. It's very, very simple. You are very impressive, by the way.
0: I'm glad you came in. We'll do a lot more of these. This is uh, Gabriel Boxer, folks. Go follow him right now. Uh, Kosher Guru. It's a very easy name to remember. Kosher Guru, my friend, Gabriel Boxer. we got to take a short break, get to the news. We've got both Anthony Esposito and Andrew Giuliani stopping by next hour. One guy probably will make a defense from Mozzie. The other guy will not our number three coming up on sitting friends in the morning thank you gabe boxer